What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a great week in golf. PGA Championship. I mean, arguably better than the Masters, at least in terms of storylines. Um, don't get me wrong. Don't come at me here, Twitter Nation. Um, but again, there was a lot of extremely, extremely well drawn out storylines this week for the PGA Championship. What did you think of the week? Well, it was awesome. You kind of caught me off guard with that comment. I kind of agree with you in a sense. If it wasn't for the weather, I think it would have changed the tournament completely in April. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of the best PGA championships we've seen in a little bit. Uh, you might want to call Phil the best PGA we've seen in the last decade. Um, but I think this, in terms of storylines for everything just all around, was just amazing. Um, and shout out to Brooks Kepka because he freaking brought it. Yeah, a few notable names in there. Uh, Brooks Kepka, I mean, Hovland. Scotty. Um, Scotty. I mean, Michael Block's the obvious one. Um, T15 with the hole in one on the 15th hole. Block party. Uh, yeah, block party. He's uh he's playing this week now because of it. Uh, because of his finish being tied 15th, he's gonna play at Valhalla next year for the uh PGA as well. He's automatically qualified. Um, uh, it was it was wild watching him. I mean, if you have like TikTok or if you followed any sort of social media, everybody's all over it. Um, and his odds are honestly a little too inflated for my, you know, for my luck this week. Um, yeah, he's one for three on cuts and he's higher than some of the people that we've named on multiple weeks here. Yeah, I think I saw Dietrich had lower odds than him somewhere along the lines. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. It's Love the me. odds makers trying to get a, a pity penny. Yeah, exactly. And and don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to root for him this week, but it might just be from the side. Um. Yeah, yeah, because they're in odds that he's going to be some type of featured group. Uh, extreme, extremely high. I think that they're going to get his first drive on the on Thursday, first hole, of course. Uh, what? Here's my question: What is the likelihood they do like a behind the scenes, um, you know, at his home course in California, like path to the journey for Michael Block? Like, are they going to start milking it a little bit in terms of? Not if he goes out and shoots like 84, 84 this week. I think he has to make some type of a statement. He can't just coast by and shoot 68th or, you know, barely miss the, he's going to be featured on Netflix for two hours in next year. So he's got that going for him. Well, that's awesome. But I, I I think if he makes the cut, he might get a little bit of a feature on the, uh, on the weekends. They might get a dig a little bit into, you know, his course. Yeah, if, if he keeps it up, he might get one of those player profiles on YouTube, but yes. I think he's got to do something like top 20 to get a little more than that. All right. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of who else. I, I looked at lineups, by the way, just because I was curious. Some of the best lineups had all live guys, which I thought was really funny. Um, so what? Brooks, DJ, Cam Smith, uh, Bryson. Who was, the, who was the fifth guy I saw? It was like Phil or something like that. If you had that kind of a lineup, I think you were – Cam. I don't know if you said Cam. Yeah, Cam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you had a lineup with like just those four. Oh, yeah. Patrick Reed. I mean, if you had a lineup with probably those first four I mentioned, you were probably what quadrupling your money. Here's the uh, thing about Liv, and this is a hot take. I think the majors were the worst thing to happen for Liv. Yeah. Um, in a sense that there was such a divide at one point when the Masters came. And unless you're, you're unless you're on the one percent of you know PGA live battle, it was okay. I don't mind this. I'm seeing these guys that we grew up watching, idolizing, dominating tournaments. 
they come in and they play golf and it's great. There's not a divide anymore unless you're on the 1%. And I think um, it wasn't Brandel Chambry. Um, so I'm blanking on who it exactly was, but he said, they're just playing golf. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's very interesting because there's a few photos around on the back end where it's like Jay Monahan and a half a dozen PGA and live guys all just like walking out to their cars together on Sunday. And you're like, you're like, Oh, they all don't even like care that much that they're on rival tours. Um, so it makes it, it makes it fun. But again, four times a year, we get basically extremely competitive fields. And that is the, uh, this is the fun part of it all. But Jack, let's get into it to, to lineups here. How'd your DraftKings do? What are we looking at this week? Yeah, it was definitely an interesting week. Let's go ahead and say that right away. <laughs> um, not great. Okay. Not bad, but there were a lot of weird lineups that just got caught in the wind here. So we had Xander. It did fine. Cam Smith did fine. Jason Day. Sorry if you had him. <laughs> um, Adam Scott did fine. Wyndham Clark. Sorry if you had him. Didn't see that one coming either. And then Harold Varna the third. So I missed out, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Uh, not your best week in terms of DK, but it happens. Um, I won in single entries by like three points. Um, and then double upside, no problem. So I barely snuck out in single entries. I went five for six. I mean, I had Scotty T2, Xander T18, Taylor Moore T72. I had Ricky who missed the cut. That was one of my, I had two big misses this week and Ricky was one of them. Um, I had Chris Kirk who finished T29 and I had Zach Johnson who finished T58. Um, so again, I just snuck in money on single entries and, and then in double upside, you know, I think I was like 40th percent or something like that i was just kind of hung out yeah and then my fan i don't know if you noticed the same as i did but DraftKings was a lot more competitive than FanDuel. absolutely my, yeah my FanDuel, i went five for six and made a killing um and i i only had one guy in the top five you know i had rom i had scotty thank goodness xander top 20 um adam scott was good bez missed the cut by one and then jaeger i think got me a ton of points just for the percentage owned yeah, Ye- Jaeger was definitely, I think, your your carry on FanDuel, um, considering how little owned he was and the fact that he was, what, like a seventh place at the end of it all? He was he was up there for sure. Place with points uh, out for sure. Yeah, so Ye- Jaeger, I'm sure, carried that FanDuel lineup. Um, in terms of my FanDuel lineup, Jack Jack beat me. He was a little better than I did, but uh, my lineup did fine. I won single entry and double ups, again, just barely. Um, I had Rom T50, Scotty T2, Xander T18. Again, Ricky missed the cut. Um, Taylor Moore was T72 and Zach Johnson T58. Um, so nothing nothing too eventful. It sucks that a lot of the guys that I ended up making the cut for me just kind of like dwindled. Um, you know, Taylor Moore being the big one, I think he shot, what, plus nine on Saturday? He was um, chucking his gloves if, if anyone saw that on Twitter. Yeah, he was, he was not having a fun time on the uh, – in the downpour on Saturday. So, but I, but I do think the most important thing of what you said is that I beat you. And I just am very happy mm. that you came out and said that. Cause as a, as a good friend, you don't often try to admit when someone has success. All right. I but, was, I was being beneficial for it, but uh, noted. All right. Now I'm going to call it out every time I beat you. Got it. Perfect. Speaking of you beating me and me beating you, let's go on to bets. And I think you have something to tell. Yeah. Um, I, so I had eight bets last week and uh, I went seven for eight. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good week for me. Um, I'll run through them real fast. I had Xander Shoffley top so 20. Nonchalant. What? You got to celebrate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great, but it's, it, look, I, 
I was due for a good week. Now I'm uh, a little worried that course correction might take its place this week. All right. So I'm trying to be monotone in the fact that I don't want it to come back to bite me. Uh, Xander Shoffley, top 20. He really kind of backdoored it at T18. We'll take that. Uh, I had Scotty Scheffler, top 10. That was a nice win. Uh, Cam Young, top 20. That was an unfortunate loss. Um, he was kind of the other guy outside of Ricky Fowler who I had something on that didn't end up kind of capitalizing for me. Uh, Cam Smith, top 20, plus 140. That was huge. I think he shot, what, minus six on Sunday uh, to sneak in top 20 there. Um, I had Victor Hovland as the top Nordic. That was a win at plus 110. Um, Thomas Dietrich made the cut. That was great. Taylor Moore made the cut. That was great. And then Hideki Matsuyama was the top Japanese. Um, So he won there as well. So I'm up 5.8 units, and I went from like negative 4.3 to I'm now at – Positive 1.46. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Wee! Only took yeah. to the PGA, Eight, but we got back to the positive. later. <laughs> like that. Exactly. It took me a little while, but we got there. All right. So uh, there's hopefully only one direction, and it's got to be up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Shout out to everyone that stayed for the ride. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I didn't have that good of a week, but we still made money. Um, Adam Scott, top 40. That was nice. That was a plus number. Brooks top 20. That, that was a plus number. Xander top 20 plus number. Cam Smith top 30 was minus 15. Those are all wins. Wyndham Clark lost. Rory McIlroy, my favorite one of the whole tournament was him to finish 17th or worse. Mm. At the end, he came back and that was, I'm not cheering against Rory, but I was a little sad because that was my favorite. Bez missed the cut by one. And then Sung Jay, I think was playing left-handed if I remember watching him. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was not a pretty Sungjae week, that's for sure. I maybe a little jet lag there from his uh, oh my his couple goodness. weeks in Korea, but yeah. So he, fi- I finished 0. 0.32 units up, um, and I'm now at 60.86 for the whole shebang. I'd like to point out that Jack was like pissed at his betting week this week. He's still up 0. 0.3 units. Like he's like, ah, I sucked. I, you know, I didn't play good. I only went four for eight. Still up, you know, 0. 0.32. Okay. I know. I need to get back to my mojo of getting 15 a week. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, let's see. Did we win any wild card picks? Oh, go for it, Jack. Yep. Mine was either Rom, Scotty, or Kepka to win at plus 240. Kind of felt like cheaty odds because that was three of the top five um, odds to win. So yep. uh, that was a t- plus 240. So we'll take that all day to the bank. And then my other one was Xander, excuse me, Xander Shoffley, top 20 in round one. That was a loss. He just did not have it, even though I thought he should. I would have loved to see um, Bryson. Bryson was what, minus 130 to make the cut? What was his top 20 in round one odds? Probably plus seven or 800. Yeah, it would have been pretty astronomically high, that's for sure. Uh, in terms of my wildcard picks, it wasn't pretty. None, none of them cashed out. I mean, I had Scotty and John Rahm, both top 10 at plus 250. Uh, wasn't that's Scotty? Right. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't Scotty's fault that failed. That's for sure. Um, my other one was Gary Woodland, top twenty at plus three sixty. He was kind of that sneaky flyer pick that a bunch of people like last week. I don't think he made the cut. Um, so that was a loss as well, but that's fine. Um, I'll just say it. So Jack and I had two different little side bets going on. Uh, first one was Brooks versus Cam Smith. I mean, Jack won, but like both both guys finished top ten. Like that's a it was that's competitive. A, that was a very competitive bet. Like if, if it's not Brooks, then that's that's very dangerous. 
Uh, second one is, is, I don't know his first name, Jack. What's his name? Cock, Greg. Cock. Greg Cock. All right. Uh, Greg Cock versus Sean McKeel. Um, I think Sean McKeel shot like tw- <laughs> dead 20. last second last. Yeah. He ended up being like 23 over, um, at, at the end of the day, Friday. But again, I only really took him cause I, cause I met him in person. So that's going to be my excuse. Um, oh my gosh. And then last but not least winners. I had basically the other people, you know, Rom Xander and Scotty. Rom was 50th. That is his worst finish since what? Where he had that, that whole injury and illness. Um, Xander, which my, my pre-year one, he finished 18th. And then Scotty, thank goodness he pulled out at runner-up. Yeah, yeah. Scotty was, uh, was a tough one. You added that one on at the end, too, which I thought was incredibly interesting. Uh, but it worked out for you. My winners, um, I, again, I had Cam Young pre-year. He missed the cut. Um, I had Cam Smith. He finished T10. And I had Ricky Fowler, who also missed a cut. So it wasn't wasn't that pretty. Do you know um, if he's still in the top fifty of the world rankings? Because that it shifted so much. I don't know offhand. It's definitely close. Um, he might not have it just based on the fact that it was a major week and there was so much volatility. Okay. And by the way, how the heck did Michael Block? He's like five hundredth in the world right now. No offense to him. I think I could rattle off five hundred better golfers than him. No, no offense. But like you look at the DP World Tour, the whole roster. I mean, he's I don't know. He uh he went up three thousand places uh from last week to this week, which was absolutely absurd. Uh but hey, I mean good for him and let's see what he does this week. Let's just say that. Do so, you have him in anything this week? So I thought I'll just say it. Like I thought about putting him in as a wild as a wild pick for top 40 because I think his odds when I saw him were like plus 280 I look by the way right now they're like plus 240 they're dropping like flies people are yeah and his, his cut number is minus 120 to make or to miss it so you can bet either direction at minus 120 no that's yeah. not how that's supposed to go I mean that's just not a yeah see that's that's a dollar. sucker yeah, that's a that's a sucker bet right there. Um, it's called a trap. You ever see those bonuses where it's like LeBron to score twenty five, Lakers to win, and Anthony Davis to eat three whoppers? That's a trap. <laughs> that's a trap. That that there's a setup here. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just not likely. And it, and I think my game plan for Michael Block this week is I'm going to root profusely for him, but not have him in any lineups or betting functions just for the sake of logic. We'll just say it. logic. I mean, there's his odds are horrible. It's just the way it He's goes. Actually, uh, number six on the uh, PGA Tour power rankings for this week. No, I'm just kidding. I was I'm about to say. Kidding. I was like, I wouldn't have put it past them, but like, there's no shot. Um. All right. So we're going to the Charles Schwab. It's in what Dallas, Fort Worth ish area. Um, we're going to Texas. That's the important part. That's really what you need to know. Uh, this is a par seventy totaling seven thousand two hundred yards, give or take. 15-ish yards, depending on how they want to play the tees that day. Last year's winner was Sam Burns. Uh, Just some interesting notes to kind of keep track of. Each of the past three winners, excluding 2020, had played in the PGA Championship the week prior. The last two winners had played in the PGA Championship and made the cut there. So anybody that missed a cut last week probably isn't going to win this week. Um, Each of the last 10 winners are Charles Schwab had a T8 finish or better on the PGA Tour in one of their previous five starts. So that just means they got to come in with a little bit of a streak. You know, you don't want somebody coming in ice cold. Um, And then four of the last seven finishers, uh, or four of the last seven winners finished tied 14th or better at Colonial in the season before their win. 
So chances are if they played well last year, they have a good chance to do the same thing this year. And if they played well last year at Colonial and they played well in TGA, then you just hit, you know, double the extra luck. Um, and again, having a hot putter is going to be super beneficial this week as well as having a good approach. Um, each of the past four winners has come in with a hot putter, gaining two or more strokes with the flat stick alone, not to mention all being positive on the approach play. Um, kind of a basic if you really think about it, but uh, course history, top five guys. We have Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Justin Rose, Emiliano Grillo, and Colin Morikawa. That's uh, that's a lot of my big notes there. You just want to get right into the DraftKings uh, pricing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's combine 11 and 5. So it's Scotty, Finau, Holland. That's what I meant. <laughs> what did I say, 11 and 5? Yes. That's a long list. But Scotty, Tony, Hovland, Morikawa, and Homa. Homa is the scary one, in my opinion, which I don't think has ever been said before. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's an interesting course for him because it is Texas. It feels like he should do well here. Um, there's a good chance he could, but I don't know if I sit there in my head and think, ah, yes, this is the spot where I need Homa in my life. Is Homa the new Patrick Cantlay of majors? It kind of feels like it, but but we still have Patrick Cantlay. So but he like, did fine. Like maybe not a victory like he does in the tour championship, but Homa, I think, has made one or two cuts and majors cuts. I, I think I think Cantley is like the slightly elevated version of a of a Homa when it comes to a major. I think both are ugly picks. I think eventually one of them will win one. Um, but when it comes to them in ma- in, in major tournaments, usually they're an easy they're an easy fade for me. I'll just say it like it is. Um but this is not a major, and so therefore, therefore, Homa has a chance. Um, and again, he's thirteen or fourteen on his cuts. He's been playing well all year, but I just don't know if this is the course where I where it screams for me. Ah, yes, Max Homa is who I want here. Like, just doesn't give me that energy. I, I, in all honesty, I think it's, I think it's kind of like Scheffler bust in this range. Um, you're either getting up to Scheffler, or I, you arguably avoid the entire range. Oh, I thought you were saying Scheffler's going to bust. No, 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 no. I'm saying you're either taking Scotty Scheffler or I think you skip this whole range. Yeah, I think Scotty's definitely a play. Um, Fino, every time I see him, looks like he has smaller and smaller clubs. I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing junior sets in about 10 weeks. Um, Hovland has looked good, but he has shown a little bit of volatility. Um I know at the RBC, I think he shot something close to 80. And as a pro, you probably shouldn't get that close. Yeah. Um, Morikawa, out, outside of, um, I want to say Wells Fargo has been playing well. But there's still volatility here. So I think Scheffler and probably Hovland are the two safest options, which is crazy to say, considering there's Morikawa and Homa in here. Yeah, I, I I I don't know if it's Hovland. Usually Hovland has a tendency to kind of drop off after he has a good week. And I don't, this doesn't scream coastal elitist. Um, you know, outside of the state's course that Hovland can thrive on. Um, for me, it's Scheffler and Finau. Um, I think that they're high and above everybody else. Uh, Finau's got the history again, uh, second T23, T20, T4. Um, so I think he'll be just fine in terms of that. But again, it's Scotty, Scotty. We're in Texas, we're in his home state. Um, I think this is as good of a reason to kind of get to him as any, um, as well as the fact that he's playing elite. Um, and he is back to number one in the world. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your what's your thought process in terms of ranking these guys? Probably for me, Scheffler, Hovland, Finau, Morikawa, Homa. 
Okay, I I think I'm just going straight down the list. I actually like DraftKings prices. Scheffler, Finau, Hovland, Morikawa, Homa. So. Yeah, I mean, you could flip Finau and Hovland. I just think with Hovland specifically, um, Charles Schwab is not a chipping contest. It won't be a chipping contest. Yes. So I think that, I think you could pretty, uh, you can call Finau and Hovland 1A, 1B, um, but you can interchange that. 2A and 2B, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, into the 9K range we go. We're starting up top with Jordan Spieth at 9,900, um, all the way down to Siwoo Kim at 9,000 flat. Who you like him in this range? Tommy, Flo, Fleetwood, baby. Uh, I know Africa is where he only gets wins. <laughs> I know that he's searching for his first career PGA, but his last finishes have been 18, 5, 15, 33 at the Masters. Don't really credit that three at the Valspar and 27th at the players. This guy's been on a tear. Everything's been firing on all cylinders. And much again, like last week, we might be seeing a winner's pick right around between eight and 12 under. So it's not going to be that birdie fast where you get 20 under. So I think he can compete. Yeah. Um, I, I see a lot of hype around Tommy Fleetwood. I understand it. I'm a, I'm a little worried because um, generally when he gets a lot of pressure on him and there's a lot of eyes on, on that are betting on him, he he kind of flakes out. Now, I'm not saying he's going to like totally miss the cut, but I could so totally see like a T35, T40 kind of deal, which just like doesn't entice me at 9,200. Um, I actually like the guy above him, Justin Rose. I think that's going to be a really solid choice. Um, top old 10? Man, yeah, old man Rose was top 10 last week. He's won here before. He won here in, what, 2018, I want to say? Yeah, yeah, he won in 2018. He was third in terms of course history. Um, so he's played He's played great here in the past. I just think this is kind of a course that fits him. Um, the, the length on this course is deceptive. It's listed at 7,200 yards, but all four par threes are over 200 yards, and there is a 620-yard par five. So Casual. It, yeah, exactly. Casually 620 yards, but might I add, but it, it, a lot of the yardage is taken up in those like five holes. So there are plenty of, I think, what, half a dozen to nine par fours that are all between 380 yards and 450 yards for par fours. And, and that's something that like Justin Rose has no problem getting to those and just birdieing the crap out of those. In, ter- in terms of in the field on those par four scorings, um, under 450 yards and at least 375. First is Scotty Scheffler. Second is Jordan Spieth. Third is Justin Rose. Fourth is Tony Finau. Wow. So I love that. That's you tune in for. Yeah, exactly. So the, I, again, I'm I'm big on Scotty. I'm big on Spieth. I can't be big on Finau because I've already got two of those guys up top. Um, but I do like Rose. Yeah, Spieth is the is the guy. Final guy I'll mention. Um, the only thing that gives him any worrisome, which is why I think he's at 9,900, is the wrist. Uh, he said he's, in a quote, I'm going to test it out this week, which again is, he got through a major, which would be harder, but it's still scary to hear. Y- yeah. I mean, we keep hearing that though. Like we also heard he was tired of golf and then he went out the next week and won. Spieth is like an interesting character in this instance, because I'm almost worried if that'll keep the percent, like it, he'll be less owned because of it which I'm totally here for. Um, so I I might end up really liking Spieth this week. Um, and yeah, he'll probably at, be in my lineups. 
at Oak Hill, I mean, the the one thing that I noticed struggling was the short game. And yeah. like we talked about with Toblin two seconds ago, it's not going to be one of those courses. So you could see him sneak out. I, I, I'll say this. If if Spieth is in my lineups and he ends up withdrawing for whatever reason, I'm probably going to Rosie. Anybody else in this range? Cool. Um, It's so weird to say that. I, well, Sungjae. I don't know what happened last week. Like I said, I think he was playing lefty. We got um, basically see it since the Sony Open. No, I don't know. Basically, between Sony Open and here, he's pretty much competed in every single event. Okay. Um, he has seven top tens and a sixteen cuts made. So it's not like he's been playing bad. I just don't know what happened. But Chris Kirk, I think, could be a sneaky play. Uh, if nothing more, he plays the most boring golf in history, and his yep. irons are spectacular. He has one here in the past, um, so he's got he's got the history. Um, he played really well. Well, I say really well. He finished what like T twenty eight last week at the PGA, uh, which if you're Chris Kirk is pretty you know respectable. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody's sitting there at a T twenty eight from Chris Kirk when he was what seventy four hundred and being like ah that was a bad finish from him. Um, so I think he's going to be solid this week. I don't know. I don't again. I don't think he's winning per se, but yeah. he'll probably finish top thirty. So. I'd take that. Yeah. I mean, him or Fleetwood, I think, are both top 30 guys. So Done. All right. 8K range? Yeah, we got Ricky Fowler all the way down to Taylor Moore. Ooh, this is an interesting group. I got uh, one guy that sticks out that is maybe not the norm, um, Denny yeah. McCarthy. Okay. Let me just read you his last, we'll call it eight finishes, because yep. two of them are really bad. 29, 8, 25, 19, 13, 102. 14 103 4. When he's on, he is on, and you don't really hear about him. He's playing quiet. Um, the courses that he didn't do well in waste management and Honda Classic have no correlation to here. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I think, I think him and then one of the guys around him are, are very interesting this week. Uh, Cam Davis is, is a, an extremely interesting case. Um, so if you look at his, at his, DraftKings lineup, you sit there and you see, well, he's missed like seven miscuts in his last like 13 events. But that was when he was questionably sick. Um, again, we don't know what his sickness fully was. Uh, but in his last five starts, he's got a T6 at the players, miscut, T7 at RBC Heritage, T59 at Wells Fargo, and a T4 at PGA Championship last week. So he's got three top tens. RBC Heritage is arguably a relatable course because it's less of a, you know, bomb and gouge. It's more of a, you know, hey, let me be strategic here. I'm going to get it out into this spot and then I'm going to hit it on the green and I'm going to make my two putts. Um, so I think Cam Davis is a, is a viable option in that sense. The other guy, I'll just keep, I mean, we might as well keep talking about him. Taylor Moore is an, is an option if you want like a pretty much guaranteed made cut. Uh, might not be pretty. And then I'm trying, I mean, do, do you want to do like a Steven Yeager? Cause he was good last week. Okay. Well, he's been good the last four weeks. Yeah. Um, and outside of, I think since waste management, he's missed one cut and that was at RBC. Everything else has been inside the top 50. So he's been playing really, really well. And I think he's still reasonably priced and I, I, I'm going to take him until he makes that jump um, to that 85 or more max. All right. Well, they, they, you like him over like Harmon and more and Kitty Yama. Well, like that. You know Harmon. <laughs> well, that's fair. He was a bad example. So, all right, that makes sense. Uh, oh, I, I mean, were you able to get to Fowler at all this week? I wanted to get to him, but it just didn't make sense. You know, it's weird because he's been playing arguably the best golf he has maybe in his entire career, at least in the last decade. Yeah. Um, 
I think I'll get to him in some of the lineups, but for this week specifically, this might be a confidence week more than anything. Yeah, you know, let, let's let's see it from Ricky. Let's see him get back in the top tens. How about that? So, all right, seven uh, K range. Yeah, Kurt Kitayama, um, and as you know, it's a deep category to Joel Damon. Oh, Joel's back. Let's go. I mean, I think this is your guy more than my guy, but Christian Bezwiedenhout is a done is is a is a pretty good lock this week in terms of what what you need for a player. Um, he did miss the cut on the number last week. Um, but again, at seven thousand seven hundred, he's kind of got the metric you're looking for on a course like this. He's got a good putter. He's good on par four scoring. He was top. He's actually top ten um, in terms of par four scoring. Um, under 450 yards, so he also fits that model. I just think he's going to play really solid this week. I don't think he's winning, but I think he's going to play solid. Um, the other guy I think is interesting. Where's he at? I want to say he's – ooh, is Svensson out? I guess so. Is that new? I feel like we haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that, now, but I guess he's out. Okay, good to know. Um, I think Putnam's going to be an interesting option. I don't know if he gets into all of my lineups. He's He's been kind of – middling to finish recently he had that really nice streak um to kind of i don't know if start the year is the answer but he's really kind of faded so if you think he's got a chance to come back i think putnam's an option the other option is to go to sam stevens um so again another guy who could who could make the cut this is arguably not his type of course um like i've said that he's just good on the longer courses doesn't do as well on the shorter courses where you've got to be a little bit more compact and make sure you hit things perfectly. This kind of fits one of those courses. Um, so he's kind of debatable this week. But those are a few of the guys I like in this range. Yeah, one of the guys I like that I think is going to be very under-owned is Kurt Kitayama. Um, okay. I think a lot of people are going to see his finish last week and then look at the last four before that and go, absolutely not. But he turns it on when the par is really low. Um, so I don't think he's a birdie guy. But, you know, he can always sneak in there with a the lineup. Honestly, probably nearing one of the better iron players on tour. Um, then you could take a look at Dietrich, who's always going to make a cut. Billy Horschel, who is just in a slump. and I don't know what's going on. Um, you could take a look at, this might be a questionable one, but Ryan Palmer. Um, he's This is basically his home club. Um, I think this and Craig Ranch are his two home courses. Um, so he's been killing it, absolutely. Uh, 35th and 8th in his last two. So maybe a little hometown, maybe a little comfort. I might see him pulling out. But I also think Justin Saw is another reach here that you can get to. Um, we know we talked about him a lot, and then he got into the weeds a little bit. But you never know. There's always a chance these guys can come back. Yeah, I mean, Justin Saw is an interesting one. He, again, he was another guy that was streaky and then kind of came back around. So we'll see on those. Um, all right, are we looping right into the 6K range here? I mean, I feel like we got through that fast. But that 7K range could be a bunch of darts and a bunch of landmines. Yeah, 6K is Scott Stallings all the way down to Kyla Westmoreland. And I'll be honest, there are only two guys that I'm like genuinely okay with, and one is Scott Stallings. Okay. Um, I don't know why he's priced here, most likely because of his last two finishes. But yeah. he did play really well here last year, and I think he fits the mold of what can be expected. And then I think Akshay Bhatia is a really good one. Um, he maybe hasn't performed to the level of the hype that he brings, um, but he's been killing it, and his irons are also really, really good. Um, and then maybe lastly, Austin Eckroat, second at the Byron Nelson. And then he just qualified for the U.S. Open um, qualifier. So I think he's got a little bit of confidence, a little bit of high. Clearly, he played well. Enough. Yeah, uh, well, I you, you took one of my guys. I like uh, Akshay as well. I think it 
it makes sense. He's going to be a crowd favorite. Um, again, he was really good for a long time as a kid, so he's got all the hype around him to go into it. Um, the other guy I'll mention, I mean, 6,200 is Zach Johnson. Might as well keep going back to him. He keeps winning me money on the bottom of my DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. You know, it's not pretty, but the guy's casually 9 of 12 on making the cut. So Take a shot every time they showed him and mentioned Ryder Cup. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. But, like, again, I'm just happy with the fact that three out of four weeks in a row, you're going to, or three out of four weeks, you're going to get a made cut out of him. If you go five out of five on the rest of your grouping, then – all of a sudden, I mean, three out of four times, you got a chance to go all six, quad your money, walk out, happy man. You're always going to be in the positive. What about uh, Kevin Kisner this week? Any, any, any hope? Uh, I mean, it's tempting. This is the kind of course. This 6, is the kind of course. 100. Is he 6,100 now? Holy Isn't that crap. ridiculous? He's the second cheapest guy. That is absolutely absurd. He is the second cheapest price. I mean, I guess to be fair, four missed cuts in a row would do that to you. And when you shoot a combined plus 13 on the PGA and if plus the, eight. If you're doing the top four guys in your DraftKings and you need a guy at 6,100, that might be your go-to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not the worst guy at 6,100, as funny as that sounds. Um Although, honestly, I don't hate Cole Hammer either, if you want to go, if you want to go that That's route. That's a UT guy, though. That is a UT guy, exactly. So that's kind of why I like them this week, too, because he's a Texas boy playing on a Texas course. So there is some narrative behind that. I mean, if you want to get really fancy, Rory Sabatini is actually seventh in terms of course history. You just don't want to look at his recent finishes. <laughs> yeah, but you do not. <laughs> Let's just say this. He's got how many missed cuts? Two, four, six. He's got he's eight uh missed eight of his last nine cuts outside of Valspar, which is in Texas. Or no, Valspar's in uh Florida. I was gonna say, buddy. I'm struggling. Sorry, I I saw Wells Fargo right above it, and I was like, oh, that's in Texas. Um no, yeah. All right. Well, there there you go. Six K is weak. Um, if you're down here in the weeds with me, good luck. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Cause uh Well, so. I have uh two in my draft king, so why don't I jump right into that lineup? I have two as well. Oh, well, starting off, as you can imagine how I got into the 6K, I do have Scotty Scheffler um, at 11.5. I did go Tommy Flo Fleetwood at 92. I have Steven Yeager at 81, Bez at 7.7. I have Akshay at 6,700. And then I have Dylan Wu at 6,600. I think he, at the AT&T, he really sucked it up, but that was such a low scoring par then I think this more suits his game. Yeah, I mean, you and I are starting on the same boat. Um, I got Scotty as well, starting off my DraftKings lineup, 11,600. Um, second, I'm again, I'm I'm hoping Jordan Spieth is healthy, and I'm going to play him at 9,900. My backup plan is to go to Justin Rose if if he decides to get gimmicky on me and he starts pulling out the, the ah, I don't know about my wrist, you know, could be ugly. Um, so we'll see on that one, but right now it's Jordan Speed. Third, give me Taylor Moore at 8,000. Fourth, give me Christian Bezwedenhout at 7,700. Fifth, give me Yaksha Bhatti at 6,700. And sixth, give me Zach Johnson, 6,200. Ride that train till it falls apart. I mean, hey, it's it's done pretty good for me so far, so I'm not going to uh, not gonna question it right now. Done. And then my fan duel, Scotty Shuffler, 12,000. Tommy Flo at 10,5. Chris Kirk at 10-2, Denny McCarthy at 9-9, Steven Yeager at 9-6, and then Aaron Baddeley, 78. There you go. That's the that's the way. So I'm uh I'm trying to think, Jack, and I'm and I'm gonna be honest. I need I need your your thought process here. 
I got a few options. I got Nate Lashley, Scott Stallings, or Seb Straka. I like Scott Stallings. I have him in my DK this week. All right, enough said. All right, I'll go Scott Stallings. Um, so my DraftKings lineup, we're going to do a little on-the-fly hit change here. So my uh, DraftKings lineup is starting with Scotty Scheffler at 12,000. Second, I'm going Jordan Spieth at 11,800. Third, give me Justin Rose at 10,600. Fourth, give me Christian Buzwiedenhout at 9,700. Fifth, give me Scott Stallings at 8,600. And sixth, give me Zach Johnson at 7,500. One thing I will say, um, on my FanDuel lineup, if Jordan Spieth again starts to get all all gimpy, um, I might end up swapping over to to Tony Finau. Um, their prices are similar, and I have a couple hundred dollars left on the uh, on the board, so that might be an option. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. Exactly. So, all right, into bets we go. You know, normally this is where I get all giddy and excited and jump at it, but I feel to celebrate you back in the positive, I think you should lead us off. Okay. Um, take take the honors. This is uh, let me, let me bask in this moment for half a second. No, all right. <laughs> um. I'm going to start off my bets. I'm going to start with Justin Rose, top 30 at minus 125. Um, I did look. His, his odds have already changed a little bit, so they've gotten a little bit worse than that. So I'm, Yeah, so I'm odds gonna, are freaking flying, dude. They are flying. Uh, they, had, they had all top 40 odds out for me. Usually they don't have them out at this point on Monday, so I was stoked on that. Uh, second bet is Thomas Dietrich, top 40 at plus 100. Um, I didn't talk about him much, but again, this is Thomas Dietrich. This is Jack's guy. I feel like we kind of go over over him a lot, but the guy makes a lot you of guys cuts. Know, and, you guys know the gist of what Thomas Dietrich does. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to get like a T35, and it's not going to be flashy, and it's going to be just fine. And T40's inside, T35, so we'll take it. Uh, my third bet is going to be Scotty Scheffler, top 10 at minus 135. Um, I want to say I just saw better odds than that last time I looked. It might have been 125. For Scotty, top 10? Yeah. Dude, he's like minus 185 now. Is he now? Oh my gosh. I think when I saw him, he was 125. When I put him in, he was 135. So I'll leave him there. That's fine. Uh, and my last bet is going to be. Victor yeah, because I have him at 125. Oh, spoil is, the bet. Yeah, yeah. Spoil the bag there. You had him at 125. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. See, I was a little late to get my bets in and he already moved. Uh, my That's final, the yep. Oh, sorry. My final bet is going to be Victor Hovland is the top Scandinavian at minus 140. I looked at who he's got to beat. I mean, Alex Noren, Vincent Norman, David Lingmurth, and Henrik Norlander. If they beat him, good for them. I was going to say, I, I feel okay at that number at minus 140. Like, that seems generous, and I appreciate it because some of the other odds seem awful. So, yeah, the only one that I'd say is Alex Noren's a little scary, but he's been playing like dogs, so. Yeah, I think he's like sick or not or not doing well or something. One of the bets I contemplated doing, but again, because of his injury, was uh, Jordan Spieth top 20. Because it was it was uh, minus one thirty, but I just stayed yeah. away from it, and I was like, you know what, I have enough action on Jordan Speed that it is. I don't need to, I don't need yeah. to get too wild here. And then mine really quick. Number one, Michael Block top ten at. No, I'm just kidding. Come on, guys, what are we doing here? Um, Scotty top ten minus one twenty five. Scotty top twenty in round one scoring plus one fifteen, which I thought for the we for the field was a little bit low. Uh, I thought he could have been maybe even a minus number, but I'll take that. Denny McCarthy, top 40, minus 140. Taylor Moore, top 40, minus 105. Bez, top 40, plus 100, minus 100. It's all the same. Tommy Flo, top 30, minus 135. Victor Hovland, top 20 at minus 120. 
and then Justin's uh, top 40 plus 125. There you go. All right. So that's a, it's an interesting group right there. Uh, do you want to do winners or wild picks first? Well, I do have a plus 400 in my wild card, which is at a successful hit rate. So go first one is Scott Stallings top 20 at plus 400. There you go. That's a lock apparently. And then I did Rosie top 10 at plus 300. Um, I think you and I had the same idea of what to go for. Um, I, Rosie does have the tendency to get a little sloppy in some cases. So I'm doing the hit or miss theory here on that top 10. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I like the Rosie pick Scott Sollings. He's going to be an interesting case for me in this. Lineup. Played here well last year. He did play here well last year. Uh, or so well kinda... here, if you want to be grammatically correct, but yeah. Jack is not. Uh, for my wild picks, I'm starting off with KH Lee as the top South Korean plus 350. He's got to beat a decent grouping of guys. Uh, Sung J.M., Siwoo Kim, Benny Ahn, and S.H. Kim. Um, but KH Lee has this weird effect where, like, on RBC Heritage and, and on some of these TBC courses that are shorter, he plays really well on them. It's plus 350. I mean, he... It's, he's got the second best odds, so I don't hate it. Um, the other one I have down here, and I, I this isn't going to be my actual one, but I wanted to throw it in here as, a, as an honorary one. My actual one is Denny McCarthy, top 20 at plus 260. So I I, I don't have that one shown here because I have my additional third one just for the for the fun. Uh, but Denny's, my, Denny's the one that I'm sticking with on that. And then my third one is Michael Block, top 40 at plus 280. Um, for the culture. For the culture, just cut, just because we can. Now you uh, could do him to make the cut at minus one twenty. Yeah, but that's not a wild pick. But it's it's a pretty freaking wild pick. It should be <laughs> a worse number than that. It it should be, but it's not. Uh, so Michael Block is technically a third wild card pick. Um, you can type in the comments if you're if you're mad at me for for doing an extra wild card pick. I will accept it this week, but I think it's for good reason. Um, all right, winners. Okay, here's the reality of it. Um, everybody in the world is going to pick Scotty Scheffler, rightly so. But I chose to take higher ground and not do that this week. So my winner um, is Tommy Flo Fleetwood. I think he's trending in the right direction. And if he can get hot all around, he could take it. And then I went with the boring pick, Chris Kirk. I think boring golf, and again, not boring isn't watching. Boring is in fairway, green, two putt, blah, blah, yep. blah. It's yep. not going to be a 22 under pick. So I think he could compete. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, again, I like Chris Kirk. I've already used him. Otherwise I would uh, join me. I would, I would have probably joined you on that at some point or another along the last couple of weeks. Cause again, he's just always a solid choice there uh, for my winner's picks. I'll start off. I'm taking Danny McCarthy. Um, so he's one of my winner's picks. Again, I, I usually like him in some sort of a, a, a shorter course that's heavily reliant on putting. And that kind of fits course model this week. Uh, my second winner's pick, I have it listed as dots, so Jack doesn't know who it is. Um, it's going to be Jordan Spieth if he plays. If he doesn't play, I'm taking Cam Davis. But if, if Jordan if Jordan Spieth Two is completely in, different golfers. Absolutely. So if Jordan Spieth is in the field as of Thursday and tees it up, I'm taking Jordan Spieth. Otherwise, I'm going to swap to Cam Davis, and I'm going to take Cam Davis from there. Again, I don't like the idea of having to kind of swap back and forth, but Jordan Spieth's injury is concerning. If, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, you know, play fully. Um, so I'm throwing both out there just as a feeler, just so that way next week, if, if, if Jordan decides he wants to withdraw on Wednesday, I don't have to sit there and be like, ah, well, I swapped to Cam Davis. And like, you guys didn't know, like, I'm trying to give you the, the notion now. So that way you can kind of see where my head's at. And, and, and if Cam Davis withdraws, he's going to Michael Block. Sure. Yeah. If both of them withdraw, then I'll go to Michael Block. That's, that sounds like a game plan. 
in all honesty, I could do that. If Jordan Spieth withdraws, I'll just have Michael Block as my winner's pick. Why not? Sure. Uh, all right, I'll do it for the kicks. Why not? So that'll be my game plan. Um, if Jordan Spieth withdraws, I'll go to Michael Block. That way it's nice and fair. Okay. All right. We got through the uh, the Charles Schwab. We got to get to next week, which is what? RBC Canadian Open. It's an elevator event. Turn- yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. RBC Canadian. It. Yeah. And then right back to another major. Oh, yeah. We got th- we got three weeks till the U.S. Open. Um. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a wild couple of weeks here on the podcast. Uh, Jack's going to kind of be leading the charge in a few weeks. Um, in about a month or so, I've, I've got a lot of travel plans. No, sorry. It's the Memorial and then RBC. Is it Memorial then RBC? Correct. Sorry. And then what's the RBC? You. U.S. Open? RBC, it'll go, um, yes, U.S. Open. Okay, gotcha. So it's still three weeks out. I just mixed up RBC and Memorial. Uh, but yeah, so in, in, over the next you know month or so, Jack's going to kind of be leading the charge. I have a lot of travel planned, a little bit of running around um, going on. So it's going to be a little bit of a mess, but you're going to get podcast each week. We're going to make it work. But I mean, that's that's really all we have for you. Hopefully everybody enjoyed PGA and appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing, following the socials. The TikTok's kind of slowly picking up some pace here Doing some Jack, different content Jack, jack's uh jack's trying some different things he's got some nice formats and templates he's been following so uh as always try and drop a like on those those are appreciated but uh let's go out there this week let's win some money and uh get back to an elevated event sounds like a plan all right have a good one everybody Deuce.